Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Amen. Last week I uh, started talking uh, 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 along a particular subject. If you were here last week, go back and uh, listen to it. Uh, I was kind of... um, a little bit all over the place last week, just kind of sharing out of my heart, uh, and I actually didn't go back and listen. Anybody else hate listening to themselves on a recording? Yeah, I hate the sound, the way my voice sounds, so uh, honestly, I didn't go back and listen to it uh, last week, so I'm not sure what all I talked about, but um, it was good. All right. <laughs> Nobody else was going to interject that. I might as well interject it myself, right? Whoo, that, that was a fine, good message, Pastor Greg. So anyway... Uh, I don't know who speaks like that around here, but anyway, uh, go back and listen to it. If you didn't hear it, it'll, it'll be a help to you. Did I miss something? <laughs> Brother Kittles, are you making jokes in church? All right. Well, police officers are supposed to be serious now. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you can go back and listen to that and uh, what we talked about last week. So we'll pick up wherever we were last week. A few things we'll probably repeat, uh, but other things we'll get into. Go with me over to John chapter 4. You know, we've, uh, I said this last week, the Lord has uh, given us an assignment around here. You know, it's actually really cool. You might think, well, there's, there's a lot of responsibility when you've been given an assignment. And that's true, but it's also a real privilege. The Lord has entrusted us uh, with doing some things that he needs done. How many know that the will of God doesn't take place on the earth and isn't fulfilled unless we participate with that? You know, the idea that, that we understand the sovereignty of God and there's an aspect of that, but too many people just lay on or, or place on, on God the sovereignty of God, things that really aren't his to take. Uh, yeah, God is sovereign, but he sovereignly chose to use us, and he is, uh, as a choice of his will, he is limited and needs our participation. You know, we're co-laborers together with Christ, meaning that uh, when you're a co-laborer, you are on equal share, really. Co-laborers are working side by side. And, um, you know, it's, it's an awesome thing to, to, to realize and be aware that we've been given an assignment. Of course, we know the vision of our church uh, in the book Acts, our, our vision. But then here recently, he's been talking to us a lot about prayer. And there has been a move of prayer around here for, for quite a while. And, uh, you know, we're beginning to see the, uh, some more uh, outward evidence of these things. You know, there's been evidence all along. Uh, rewards to our, our labors that's been happening all along the last many you know several years we've seen God move but we're beginning to pick up on more things and and really you know our assignment is only just intensifying and uh, so pastors been talking about these things to pray about the move of God and the will of God and and uh, revival and and uh, you know not just here but abroad and, and what an awesome thing that we can do that I mean think little tiny high springs you know there's no distance in the spirit even in high springs Florida We can and we are, you need to make sure we look at things the right way, we can and we are, you can only say that if you're participating. We have to qualify it. Only if you're participating can you say are, you're still in the you can uh, category, but if you're participating, not only can you affect more, but you are affecting uh, things all around the world, not just where we are. And the good news is, you know, that, that that's true. We're affecting things around the world, but we are affecting things here as well. You know, the Lord is not going to leave this area out in our hometown, our communities, our families, our friends. God is not going to leave them out of this. 
So we'll be faithful to pray and do whatever he asks us to do. Pray about the move of God, not selfishly for our own benefit and our own interests, but really however the Lord leads us. But we know that if we do that, he will take care of us as well. Amen. So I just want to encourage you. You know, I know a lot of us have, have people that we know that are dear to us. Well, you know, let's continue to do what the Lord has, is asking us to do. You know, it's easy in those, this is totally separate. It's easy in that when you have somebody on your heart or, or somebody that, that's close to you, to really go after that and not necessarily following the, the direction of the Lord at the time. You understand? There's, there's our, just like our prayers can be self-centered and only about us. Because nobody's more important to you than you, right? And so all your prayers can easily be about yourself. Well, you know, how many know that wouldn't be good? Uh, you know, so we can trust God just to follow the Holy Ghost and however he leads us to pray. Praying on the air at line of revivals, and no matter if that's here or elsewhere or what scope, if we'll do that, he'll take care of us as well. I don't know about you, but I see this place full. Not for the sake of numbers alone, but for the sake of changed lives, healed bodies, healed families, restored joy. I mean, all of these things. I see this as a place where people come and experience the presence of God. Woo! I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that, right? And so, you know, I, I walked in this morning and, and uh, I, I, actually this afternoon I was walking around just, uh, just spending some time just worshiping God on my own and until Michelle came in and interrupted me. But uh, that's all right. She gets here real early when she leads. She's prepared. So uh, she came in. I was just praising God and just worship Him. And, and I, came, I came in through the lobby, through the doors, you know, and, and uh, I was sitting looking. I thought, you know, we're, we're coming in. We're, it's gonna, I wouldn't be surprised if, if not too long from now we're going to have to put in more chairs. We've got more chairs, you know, and, and take down some walls and, and make room. You know, it's really not about what impact has to offer. It's what the God who we serve at impact has to offer. And, you know, God's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to let us miss out. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. And I believe other churches in there are going to get a hold of it as well. I mean, there's, there's so much to do. There's more than, there's more to do than just what ch one church can take care of. Amen. I mean, there's so much to do. There, there's more than what we can handle. Right? But let's be faithful to do what God's called us to do. Amen? And so, you know, we've been given a, a great assignment, and, and what a privilege that is. But at the same time, it's been stirring on my heart. I don't know if it's been stirring in anybody else's heart, but, uh, uh, you know, several weeks ago, I had mentioned that the Lord kept hearing that an invitation. We have an invitation to step up into some things. And, and uh, in our own personal walk with God, you know, in order to continue to be uh, efficient and effective in, in accomplishing His will, we've got to be continuing to grow in our relationship with Him and keeping that fresh. You know, it's easy to get to get busy and consumed with the work of God, and and to to get disconnected from the author of the work. You know, the 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 originator of the work, and so it's so important. And and I've been talking about uh, started last week talking about uh, praise, uh, Thanksgiving, praise and worship. We'll. we'll We'll hit on all of this. And, um, you know, there are some things that the Lord is inviting us to step up into as a church, not just as individuals, but as a church to move into. And, and you, know, I, you know, it's kind of hard to, to put this into words necessarily, but uh, if we only knew what waited, what was just in store for us, if we'll do this as a congregation, you know, we need each other in this. And there is a, a special grace and a special anointing and just a, an ease uh, to, to flow with the Spirit of God and to uh, have the Spirit of God in manifestation that if we're united together in all aspects, I tell you, God, there's just things that He can do. And, uh, you know, we're, the Lord's inviting us to take a step up in some areas. Anytime we have an invitation, it, it's a good invitation. It's for our benefit, and we're going to love it. And, uh, but it always requires some, some, some sacrifice. It always requires some adjustments. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but any, there's not one thing I can think of that the Lord has put on my heart, uh, an adjustment or not even adjustment as if it's something wrong, just taking a step up in something that it's not cost my flesh a little bit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, that, that, that it, was, it was like, all right, okay, all right, Lord, let's, well, let's, let's do this. And so, you know, but I had to make the decision to do this and to go with them. And so these things we're going to talk about, I, you know, I just ask that you listen to it and just examine your own heart and, and not the heart of somebody else, but examine your own heart. You know, I say that, but that's easy to do. <laughs> None of us have got it all figured out, moi included. You didn't know I spoke French, did you? But uh, I don't. Uh, I don't have it all figured out either. And, um, you know, it's, it's let, let the Lord talk to you tonight in these things. Amen? Let's look here in John chapter 4, John the fourth chapter. If you haven't read uh, from the beginning of John chapter 4, the first verse, I encourage you to go back. I mean, it's, there's so many cool things in here. Jesus is just pretty awesome. And uh, uh, recently reading this, I saw some things I'd never seen. It's just, God's just really cool. Jesus is pretty amazing. Uh, but at the end of this, or, or about halfway through rather, uh, in verse uh, 21, we'll, we'll, we'll just start in, we'll just start in uh, verse 20. So our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you'll neither, neither worship on, or you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Verse 23 and 24 is what I want to focus on. Verse 23, the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And uh, like I said, it's been on my heart that uh, the Lord has invited us, inviting us to step up in this area and to, to progress in this area. You know, you know we can get uh, more mature or more adept at honoring and worshiping Him. You know, really what that is, is getting better at ignoring the natural and being more aware of and getting better at recognizing and responding to the supernatural. And don't let the word supernatural, it's not a TV show on the CW. I mean, it... it we, people have just, just over, overdone things to the point to where to make things seem like they're so out of touch or so, you know, it, it, the supernatural realm is what we were designed to live and to walk out of. All supernatural means just means not, not it means not, not natural, not, not according to human terms. And, you know, stepping up in this area and an invitation for, to move up, it's going to require more light, more understanding. But then, like I said, we'll have to make adjustments in our own lives and, and get better at responding to these things and, and learn to yield to this uh, better. I, I said this last week um, that uh, the, 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 the verse 24, God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And that worship in spirit is just by the leading of the spirit with your heart. And also it, it, it also is true that it's being, being led in worship with the aid or the assistance of the Holy Ghost. You realize that the Holy Spirit is here to aid us in every part of our life. I don't know if you realize how, how, how awesome he is and what an incredible gift that we have I mean, it was, it was of such importance that Jesus said, it's better that I leave you. He was talking to them specifically, those who had walked with him for three years and, and learned, had begun to trust in Jesus for everything. 
And not only that, he was now their savior. You know, during the three years, he wasn't their savior. He was the Messiah. But after he had died and was raised from the dead, he was now their savior. Just like he's our savior. And not about you, but I can't wait to see him face to face and and to see him as he is. You know, I can't wait for that. That's going to be incredible. You realize that they were having those moments right there when he said this to them. He had already died. They saw his example for three years. He had gone to the cross, paid the price for the sins of, of humanity, even those who had, weren't even born yet, and the ones who had already been born had, had paid the price for all of that, didn't deserve to die at all, laid down his life, went to hell for three, three days, whipped the devil, took authority back, any claim to any power, he took it back ascended to heaven, presented this to, to the Father. They were talking, he, he was that Jesus speaking to them. It's the same Jesus he is to you. And he was talking to them at that moment. He said, it's better for you that I go away because I'm going to send another helper. I mean, that tells me if not pre-cross Jesus, but post-cross Jesus said it was better. How important is the Holy Spirit in our lives? He's here to guide, teach, help, direct every area of our life. And even in our praise, our thanksgiving praise and worship to the Lord. He's here to help us in all those areas. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're to do it in spirit, with our hearts, but aided by the Spirit, but also in spirit and in truth with just nothing hidden. No agendas, just nothing hidden. And, and, you know, you say something like that with no agendas. You know, you realize God's so good, it's hard not to have a little bit of agenda that sneaks in there, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? He's just so good. And it's important that, yeah, we expect good things, but we also approach him because we just love him. Because he's worthy, right? And so we, we were talking about these things. Like I said, I believe there's an invitation. And, and God is so good. And he's just so incredible that anytime we respond or or, or or do anything that he asks us to do, he always rewards us. So we don't do it with an agenda, but also know that it's going to get better for us. I mean, you know, he, he's so good, he's going to motivate us on every level. He wants us to be motivated with everything that we have. It's going to bless him, but it's also going to be really good for us as well. So uh, God is a spirit. Those who worship him in spirit or worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And I said this too last week, you know, God is not, I don't know if I said this exactly, but he's not an egomaniac. He's not necessarily after our praise and worship as much as he's after those who will worship him, praise and offer praise and worship to him, right? He knows he's really cool. He knows he's the best thing going. He understands that. And it's, you know, somebody say, well, you think you're God, meaning that's a bad thing when we say that to somebody, right? How do you know it's okay for God to know he's God? Yeah, because he is God. And so it's all right. And he knows that he's God. But he also loves us unconditionally, right? And so uh, uh, he's not after necessarily just the praise and the worship, but he's after those who will do it of heart, by the Spirit, and in truth. Amen? I just had a few things before we go any further. Um, go with me over Romans chapter 15. We're a, a church that uh, prides ourselves in the Word. Always have been, always will be. I said last week, you know, the word is, is vital to us. It's something that, that we have to have. 
And, uh, and I'll just, just take kind of a, a, a second here and just look at four reasons why we're to offer thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Is that all right? I want to cover it on every area so everybody knows where we're coming from. So everybody can see the importance behind it so that everybody can get on board with what's going on. You know, this is God's will for you. And if you don't know that, I'm telling you right now, this is God's will for you. Amen. This is God's will for you. What we're talking about is for you to do. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter 15, uh, verse 11, it says, And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, laud him, all you people. Go with me over to Revelations, the Revelation chapter 19. Get your fingers uh, working here. We're going to look at several scriptures. I just want this to, to just really make sure we, we get this home to everybody. Revelation 19. Did I tell you where? No, verse 5. Revelation 19, verse 5. It says, Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. Praise our God, all you, all, his, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. You know, this is for everybody. You know, this is something that, that uh, you know, is important that we realize that it is, like I said before, this is for everybody and this is for you. Seems like a little thing, but, you know, how often do we feel like, yeah, I'm above that. You know, one thing that bug, bu- has bu- bugs me. I've been in, in the I've been in a ministry family for a long time. Now this doesn't happen here, but I've traveled to other meetings and places, and even been around ministers who are so mature in the Lord that in praise and worship they don't. They're so they've arrived to such a place of maturity. I've gone out places and in, in you know I'm not I'm not naming anybody in particular. I'm not thinking about anybody in particular, but it's always bugged me. I'm sure you've seen it before, where they just they stand around and you got the, the, the congregation or the people, you know, in the church, non-fivefold ministry people, they're just people just worship. Not everybody, you know, obviously it'd be great to get everybody, right? And that's what we're talking about. But a lot of people just, you know, they're just loving on God. And you've got ministers singing, looking around. Anybody ever seen that before? That bugs me. The, Pastor Andrew said they're waiting for their intro. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, who I am, what I've accomplished, how, what height I've reached in, in personal life or in our, my walk with God. It doesn't matter who I am, great or small, we are all to praise and, and to give him honor. We are all to do that. There's not a single person who is exempt from that. And we know the word says that every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. This is a fact. Because when it's all said and done, when we boil everything down and everything we've accomplished and everything that we've, we've done, he's still going to the, be God and we won't be. We may look like him. We may, we're, we're designed to look like him. We ought to be looking like, and the Bible says we're to be imitators of God as dear children. We're, to, we're even to aspire to act like him and to look like him. That's okay. But in the midst of all that, in the midst of all that, you know that you're not. And so it doesn't matter, it doesn't really matter what's, who somebody is, great or small, we're all to praise him. And the day will come where everybody will. 
I just want to make sure I'm on the side of doing it now because I want to, and my heart is behind it, not because I have to. <laughs> right? And they say, well, you do have to. Yeah, we're commanded. Anytime we have scripture, do you realize you're commanded? It's, God expects you to do it if we have scripture for something? That's on a different level. But if, there, if you see it in the word, then God expects you to obey that and to honor that. So really tonight, after just reading these two scriptures, talking to Gentiles and even servants, people who fear him, if you fall under any of those categories, which is pretty much everybody, not of the household of God and, and part of the household of God, we have a command and an and instruction by God, who is the highest authority, to offer him praise. Everybody see that? <laughs> we could stop right there. You know, the, the truth is, if we'll just take God at his word and just obey, it would solve so many things. And said so last week, you know, the word, it, it's, it's a lamp to our feet. It, it's there to direct our steps, right? If we'll just do what it says, we will experience the reality of what it promises. I said, if we'll do what it says, we'll experience the reality of what it promises. You know, God wants us to experience the realities of what he promised us. He wants you to experience these things. And it's okay to also want to experience those things. After all, it's his desire. It ought to be our desire. But sometimes people won't do something unless they've experienced something. How many of you know that's not faith? If you'll just do it, start from the very basic, do it because the Lord instructed us to do it, then you will experience something. It'll become real to you. So we could stop right there. And as a church, every time we come together or on your own, on your own personal time at home, you know, really, our walk with God is not established on our time together. It's on your time by yourself. That's, what, that, that's real, the real foundation and the depth of your relationship with God is when you're not here as much as it is when you are here. You guys realize that, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're all growing in these things. We're all, we're all growing, right? We're all growing. We ought to be growing. But, you know, the, the cool thing about coming together is when we're together, it's easy for us. We can learn how to do things that on our own time by coming together. There's grace there. And we, we're, we're encouraged by one another. So just think about our church. When we come in together, if we'll just take those two scriptures and just obey God... When we come together, great, small, Gentile, not Gentile, you can say it this way, maybe, you know, somebody who's got some problems or somebody didn't have any problems. Somebody who's got it figured out, somebody who doesn't have everything figured out. You got a little bit of Gentile in them, right? <laughs> a little bit of bad thinking or, or a little bit of flesh you need to take care of. If we'll just do this, imagine what our services at Impact Family Church would be like if every person who came in just praised him, gave him glory, gave him honor. When really, that, that's, think about that. Without being coaxed, we all need that sometimes, don't we? My hand is up twice. I have two up and a foot. Sometimes we all need that, right? But imagine if we get to the place where we're so accustomed. You know, I'm all over. We're, we're, we don't have to practice yielding to our flesh. It comes real easy, doesn't it? You know why that happens? It's because we've done it a lot. That's deep, isn't it? We're really good at it because we've done it a lot. 
You know, somebody had said this once, and and I had never really thought of it. You know, when when a, when a child is when people are expecting a baby, our whole life is set up to to really cater to the natural. When 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 a, when a woman is pregnant and they're expecting a child, they throw the they throw the parents a baby shower, right? And what are, what's in this baby shower? It's all bassinets and diapers and, and clothes. And if you've had kids, that, you love those things. Yeah, please, we'll, we'll take all the help we can get. I mean, you spend a fortune on diapers alone. We went to eight years of diapers. I don't even want to think about how much money we spent on diapers. <laughs> you kids owe us a lot. <laughs> but, you know, you have these baby showers, and it's all about natural stuff. So before the kid's even born, all the attention is natural things, natural things. I mean, do they throw a spiritual baby, baby shower to equip the parent to be good parents spiritually? That's a, that's a thought, isn't it? We spend so much time getting ready, going to Lamaze classes and, you know, breathing and all that stuff. And it's okay to laugh in church, right? But we do that. The guy's painting the room and then the mom's like, no, I don't like that color painted again. About eight colors later. You just finally have a come, a come to Jesus moment. Listen, the kid doesn't care what color the room is, right? It's true. But everything is so focused on the natural. Isn't it any wonder that we don't have a problem yielding to our flesh? I mean, it's propped up from the very beginning. So we're spending the rest of our conscious, aware lives training this thing, our flesh, to be in the place it ought to be in. Pastor's talking this morning about renewing your mind. It's huge. You can't control your flesh without renewing your mind. Your mind, you also can't experience God without renewing your mind. Your mind is the key and the gateway to controlling or accessing both, right? So if we just came together and just did that because we knew we were told to do it and got good at doing that, is that good English? Became proficient, that's a better way of saying it, more dignified, become proficient, proficient, at yielding to the, to the Spirit of God, responding to the Spirit of God, to where it becomes something that, imagine, we can respond to that just as easily as we respond to our flesh. Watch out. That day is coming, but we're starting the process now, right? And so we do this by just knowing what the Word says and just simply doing it. Let us never have a service where Steve's got to push, and I say that to my, Steve's agreeing, hey man, Michelle, what's that? It's okay for Michelle to push a little bit, but anyway, no. <laughs> that's all right. But uh, imagine, you know, let, let's, let, imagine we're in a place where we never have to have that. A lot of times we spend a lot of time, and I'm not being critical, you understand, but we're all here. We're, this is where we are. We spend a lot of time trying to overcome our flesh and to get our mind quieted. Imagine if we got so good at, at Remember, worshiping him in spirit and in truth with our hearts, but also by the aid of the spirit, the teacher and the guide, got so good at when we come together just flipping off the cares, flipping off the distractions, that's not, you know, turning those things off, ignoring these things, turning off the switch of, of all the things that went on the, and during the day and just putting our attention on him. Yeah, you got to use your mind because it's the gateway. What you, you, I said this last week. You can't, what, how did I say that? I wrote it down because it was good. Keith Moore said it. Uh, anybody have an idea what I'm talking about? No, you weren't listening. Um, he said, 
No, no, not that one. That was good too, but that's not it. Um, this is the problem when you're all over the place. Some of you can't what your mind isn't on. Remember, remember what I said? Lord, help me. I forgot what that was. Yeah, your heart is not in what your mind is not on. Your heart is not in what your mind is not on. Yeah, using your mind to praise him, but get so good at controlling it and sending it in the right direction, turning those other things off. Imagine, you know, that if our 30-minute praise and worship service was spirit-led, heart-involved, and truth-filled 30 minutes just enjoying the presence of God and ministering to him, imagine what the rest of the service would be like. Imagine what our lives would be like. Somebody had, had said this once, you know, you take two people, one person that, that uh, you know, has spent, you know, 20 minutes a week or 10 minutes a week really praising God and somebody that spent 20 minutes a day or the first person for 50 years and then you have another person who spent 20 minutes a day worshiping God for two years, you know, how, how, how are their lives going to look when, you, when those two people? Which one is going to be more blessed? Which one's going to be a greater reflection of who God is? Well, the answer is easy, right? It's the one that spent every day 20 minutes just honoring him and, and glorifying him, right? Well, if we get good at this, imagine what our services would look like. I tell you, a church that does that, people will come to. People will be drawn to this place. We have, I know David Hodges said that he was driving down the road, you know, in the midst of, of, of addiction, cried out to God, I need your help. The Lord told him to turn in to that place. Driving down the road, was it a Sunday night? Told him to turn in. Thank God for that. I'm looking for God to speak to more people as they drive by, right? I'm looking for the Lord to get more people's attention. Or how about when you're at work, God, gets, get, get on somebody. You need to talk to Diane McKenzie, walking through the mall. Somebody just come, walks up to you and says, I don't know why, but I felt impressed. I have to talk to you. What do you have to tell me? Boom. Get them born again. Come with me to church. Learn, grow. Well, praise God. So we have, we have those two scriptures. Let me go back up here. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter, the second chapter. 1 Peter chapter 2. So we have Gentiles, we have servants. But what about this? 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. His, God's own special people, notice that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Why do we offer thanksgiving, praise, and worship him? Number one, because he told us to. Right? If you'll only listen, if you only obey, he'll make you rich. He'll make you well supplied in every area of your life. Right? Not just money, but every area, if you'll just listen. So because he's told us to, go over to 2 Samuel. Is this all right tonight? 2 Samuel. God's good, the word's good. You know, we take these things, we'll just simply... You know, not just hear what I'm saying, but what's, what, what does the Scripture say? What's the Lord trying to emphasize tonight? Take those things and run with them. Whoo, I tell you what, just watch out. Just watch out what God will do, amen? Just watch out how close you'll get to Him, how much you'll understand Him. It's amazing. Second Samuel chapter 22. 
2 Samuel 22, verse 2, And he said, The Lord is my strength and my fortress and my deliverer. The, strength, the, the, the God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Go over to First Chronicles. You're in the Samuel, go to First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 16. First Chronicles 16 verse 25 says, For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Go over there to Psalms chapter 118. Don't you love the Word? I like what Pastor said this morning. Develop an appetite for the Word. How do you do that? Start tasting it. Start reading it. Start studying it. Start meditating on it. You'll want more. It's just good. Psalms 118. You are my God, verse 28. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good for His mercy endures forever. Praise God. Go to the 139th Psalm, Psalms 139. Verse 13, Psalms 139, verse 13 says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul and that my soul knows very well. You know, everything you have that's good, God made it. I mean, everything we have is because of his goodness, right? The number two thing, number one, we praise him because he said to. Number two is because he's worthy of our praise. I mean, everything you have that's a blessing, everything he made everything about you that's good. Not the messed up stuff, but the good stuff. Right? It's perfect. He made that. He designed that. He's worthy. We praise him because he's just simply worthy of our praise. Right? Go with me over to Psalms uh, 69. Psalms, the 69th chapter. Psalms chapter 69. We're in the Psalms tonight. Pastor Andrew's been talking about David not that long ago, wasn't she? I tell you, it's in, now we're reading in Psalms. Remember, what's something that the Bible says about uh, David who wrote most, most of this? He was a man after what? God's own heart. I mean, in the midst of a lot of error and a lot of mistake, a lot of problems, God still used him. He still was the person that through his lineage came the Lord Jesus. He was a man after God's own heart. Mm, I can't wait to meet David. Psalm 69, verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song. What, what did I say 29, right? No, 30, 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bull which has horns and hooves. Notice verse 31. This, this also shall please the Lord. 
We praise him because we're instructed to. We, we give thanks because we're instructed to. We worship because we're instructed to. We do it because he's worthy. But also think about this, that our thanksgiving, our praise, and our worship actually pleases him. Think about something that you can do. There's something you can do that can bless the blesser. There's something that you can give and offer to the giver. Say that that's that's actually a really rewarding thing to know that that you can do something that would be a blessing and would please him. Go over to Psalms uh, the 144 141st chapter. Psalms 141. Psalms 141. Verse 2, it says, Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting of, of my hands as the evening sacrifice. You know, we said last week, and this is true, we've, we've heard this before, that praise, thanksgiving, praise, and worship are a type of prayer. In fact, the highest form of prayer, it says here that it's an incense to him. It's a sweet-smelling aroma to him. Mm. Now, I'm not a big fan of incense in the natural. We were joking about this after church, Amy and I with Brother Doug, but... But, you know, in this sense, this is a blessing to God. Spiritual incense is a wonderful thing. Ever been in before in the presence of God or in a service or maybe on your own and just, you didn't smell it necessarily with your nose, but there was just a sweet, like an aroma to the atmosphere. That's, that's what God is receiving when we do it with our heart. By the Holy Ghost, in truth, with nothing hidden. That's pretty cool. Go to Revelation chapter 5. I've got a bunch of these scriptures. I guess we'll, we'll just skip through here. Revelation chapter 5. Well, that's all Old Testament. Well, let's look at this right here. Revelation 5. Verse 6, and I looked and beheld, and in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he came and took the scroll out of the hand, right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the four elders, or the 24 elders, fell down before the lamb, each having a harp, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints." Remember, prayer, thanksgiving, praise, and worship is the highest form of prayer. Heaven actually collects this stuff. And it's collected in the presence of God and offered to him. I mean, that's pretty mind-blowing. That what we're doing, now you realize this isn't just some story. This is what our real praise, real thanksgiving, real heartfelt worship to God, it is, it's a substance that they store. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, it's an incense. It's something, it's, they, they have it in bowls up there. Can I ask you a question? Is there going to be anything in that bowl that came from you? Tonight, did you put anything in that bowl? See, these are the kind of questions you ask yourself. Sometimes it hurts a little bit, right? 
But that's how, we, that's how we keep ourselves on track. Did I put anything in that bowl today? Is there anything for the 24 elders to offer to the lamb that was slain? Not to cousin Henry, but to the lamb that was slain. Offered it to him. Wow. I said last week, I said, you know, praise and worship is not a, a, a means to an end, meaning to do something till we get to service, to the teaching it is the end in and of itself. Now we do it at the, why do we do it at the beginning? Why? Because it's, it's because that should be our first thing is our, our first response is to bless him. It's not that they didn't pick this in the first century. This is what we do. Church, that's how we do church. It's the right thing to do. Right? Because why? God's worthy. Of everything else, he's worthy. And so it's not just to get us into the teaching or just, I've heard people say that praise and worship sets the atmosphere for the word. Yes, it does, but that's not the point of it. It is a byproduct and a very good one and something we ought not ignore, but it's not, it's not the end all. Your praise, your thanksgiving, your worship, we give it here and even though you can't see him, with your natural eyes, it is offered to him and presented to him, to Jesus. Some of you look like you're kind of bored with me. That's really cool. I mean, that what comes out of your mouth via the truth that's on the inside of you and your heart being connected, it is, it is a, you don't put, you don't put non-essential or non-precious things in the presence of God. That the 24 elders, who are they? I don't know. But they're important because there's only 24 of them, right? They take that and they actually offer it to God. Offer it to Jesus himself. Wow. I mean, that's awesome. That's incredible. Even if you don't get anything out of it for yourself, it's incredible. We praise him, we worship him, we thank him because he, the word tells us who we want to be obedient, good kids, and obey. We do it because he's worthy. We do it because it's a blessing to him. That, that's number one above everything else. But how do you get to the place where your heart is behind it? You start by just being obedient. You start by just being obedient. Well, I don't, I don't really feel this... Listen, the Lord wants you to have, uh, have emotions towards him. You know, that's good. To have passion about the Lord and actually to, to really like him. And to actually really like being around him. And spending time with him. He, that's actually good. Say, so, well, I, I've, never, I've never experienced joy like that. Well, just start obeying the word. No, do it because you know, because you've been instructed to. And then add on there because you know that he's worthy. That gets you a little more motivated. Whoo, right? It takes you to the place where you do it because you realize, wow, God actually enjoys this. Mm. It's so important that our heart be involved in it. But that also our mind be involved in what we do. I said this last week, don't get into the, 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 the habit of just offering a robotic praise. We don't have a song that says, offer the Lord a robotic praise, right? I mean, we don't have those. <laughs> what is that song? Oh, I don't know what that was. Anyway, okay. So, uh, 
No, you, you, you don't just do it because it's a habit. Make sure your heart stays involved. Amen? So we know that God is blessed. I've got a bunch of scriptures on that. But, but let's go over to this one. Psalms chapter 16. Psalms the 16th chapter. Praise God. Now, we've been going for a little while here. Pastor, can I do one more week on this? Is that all right at some point? All right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get a hook here or something, you know. That's enough. But uh, Psalms 16. I told you 16, right? Yeah, 16. So we do it, why? Number one, because the Word tells us to. I know this is basic, but sometimes being basic is the best thing we can do. Don't overthink it. I mean, don't make it more... Con- I've, I've, I've said this before. You've heard others say it. This stuff is really easy. This stuff is super simple. It really is. I mean, it's made for those who aren't that, who aren't that sharp. Even the sharp ones and the not sharp ones, right? It's made for all of us. We'll just simply obey it, right? So we do it because we know the word tells us to. We do it because he's worthy of it, right? We, we offer thanksgiving, praise, and worship because it blesses him. But it says here in Psalms chapter 16, remember I said earlier that we always have our heart. We do it because our heart's in it. We don't do it with, it's in spirit, meaning your heart's involved, aided by the Holy Ghost, but also in truth, nothing hidden. Nothing hidden. So we don't come to him with an ulterior motive, but you do know because God's so good that there are things in it for us as well. He loves us that much. He not only sent his son to die, but even our thanking him for sending Jesus to die and praising him for thanking him, to Je- thanking, uh, him for sending Jesus to die and our, our, our worshiping him for sending Jesus to die. If that, even in all of that, even with that, he's done so much, he still wants to give you something else. He's just that good. He's just that ridiculous, over-the-top good. It says in Psalms one, uh, 16, I keep saying 116, Psalm 16, verse 11 says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now, we know the scripture, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, right? You're getting into, the, into his presence when you do this. You realize every time you open your heart, note it, remember, spirit and in truth, the direction of the Holy Ghost, it's not depending upon how you feel. You know what the word says, right? And so you are trusting him to help you. So when you praise him, you are in the presence of God. Quit arguing whether or not you're in the presence of God. Just accept the fact that you're in the presence of God. When you lift your hands and your heart's engaged and, you're not, and there's nothing hidden and you lift your hands to give thanks, praise, or worship, you are in the presence of God. And he said, in his presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So we praise him because we're told to, because he's worthy, right? Because it blesses him, but it also blesses us. It'll bless you. Have you ever left a service where you were really engaged and your heart was really just laid out there and you were just loving on God? Have you ever left kind of like, man, I wish I could have that hour back? You laugh because it's ridiculous. I mean, when you're in his presence, I mean, that's, you, you, when, you're, when you actually are, are enjoying his presence and you begin to experience it, you don't want to go anywhere else. You don't want to do anything else. It's awesome. So it's a blessing to us. 
Go over to the 135th chapter, Psalms 135. Praise God, Psalms 135. Verse 3, Psalms 135, verse 3 says, Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name, for it is pleasant. It is pleasant. Just means it's enjoyable. It's just enjoyable. Mm. Well, praise God. Can, can we spend just a few minutes and just praise him? Just, just, just give him some glory. Other things we'll talk about. I'll only take one more service on this. But, you know, I, I really on my, my heart of this, I've told the Lord, you know, I don't want to get up and teach a message, but I really want his heart to be conveyed, right, on this. And like I said, there's an invitation. And if we'll accept it, we'll, we, we will, it it'll be God will get a lot out of it. But we'll also get a lot out of it. But we'll begin to create an environment here on another level that we've not seen before. Another level, another, what's a good word for this? A, an awareness of his presence, an awareness of his goodness, and a demonstration of those things that we've never seen before. That we've, we've never experienced you think about this for a second. We get to heaven. Do you think it's going to be pretty awesome in the presence of God? Do you think it's going to be pretty incredible? Would, do you think it'd be okay to classify it as thick? Remember, the presence of God was thick. Have you heard somebody say it was just so thick last night, right? Do you think the heaven would qualify as being thick, the presence of God? It, it probably the word thick will be ridiculous when we get there. I mean, probably can't even put a word on it. We have access to that presence now. We have access to that now. Now, we're limited by the flesh. We're limited by what we know. We get that, but we have access to that. And when you're invited to, 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 to just fellowship with him, be closer with him, and to experience those things, it's, we can have that. Amen. Genesis chapter 15, when he was talking to Abraham, Genesis 15, he said, I am your shield your exceedingly great reward. He is our, our great reward. You know, last week I'd said that, you know, when we come together, sometimes we have to ignore things and, and, and we have needs, we have questions, we have things going on. And, you know, the Bible says bring, offer the sacrifice of praise. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to put those things aside and to discipline our flesh, to, to, to stay focused on Him. Discipline our mind to stay focused on him. It is a sacrifice to, go, to, to do. But, the, but he told Abraham, I am your exceedingly great reward. And I'll just say this. If you begin to do this as an individual and as a church, we do a good job. I'm not saying we don't. But we can be better at these things and step up. If we'll do this as a church, he will be our reward. What, what all does that entail? I don't know. But God will be our reward. He will be your reward. Hmm. Praise God. Let's all stand up. Thank you. Steve, can we have the band come out? I just want to sing that song, We Exalt You. Just keep it, just keep your attention on him as we do it. Yeah. Michelle or Steve, somebody, if you want to do it, you can. Yeah. Praise God. You know, I don't know about you, but I like opportunities when you hear something then to put it into practice right away. Right? It's good for me at least to do that.
Can we spend, it's, it's 8.14, I'm not sure how long I went, I think I went a little under, I don't know, I don't even want to say, but anyway, uh, can we just spend just a few minutes just, just exalting him? This is a good training for you to, to, well, what do I do, what do I do? Put your attention on him. Something that helps me and help, has helped me for a long time is to, to, and I've said this before, but to picture Jesus or you standing before you or God, you standing in the presence of God. Remember, you can't, you're, you can't, what I say, you're, you, you can't worship, you can't praise what your mind's on. I don't know what I know how, I don't even know how Keith Moore said that, but anyway, huh? Your heart's not in what your mind's not on, right? And so your mind is important. It's not, it's not mind over matter or any of this kind of stuff, but your mind is a very big part of who you are. And so it's how, it helps me with, if I'm struggling or if my mind's wanting to wander, wander, you know, to actually Use your God-given imagination to see Jesus. What does he look like? Well, just whatever comes out of the inside of you, whatever, whatever works for you, right? Picture the throne room of God and however it, it looks cooler than we can picture, but just picture that in your own mind, right? And well, that's weird, Pastor. No, it's not because we know the word said he's with us. We know that we've been seated in heavenly places at the right hand of, of the Father. We know that we're there. So you're just picturing where you're already seated as far as God's concerned and where reality is. You're actually there. And Jesus is actually here with you because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, right? So he's with you. The presence of God is with you. So if it helps you just to, you guys can play. If it helps you just to picture that, to discipline your mind, then do that. You know, uh, forget about how you sound, but just put your attention on him and let's just as a congregation together, just worship him. Well, are, are we looking for anything particular to happen? No, we're just looking for God to be glorified. We're just looking for him to actually be blessed and to have a sweet smelling aroma right now. Some incense. We're looking to fill the bowl of praise for just a few minutes, the bowl of, of worship just for a few minutes. Can we all put something in that bowl tonight? Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't it good to praise Him? To worship Him? And I just want to encourage you before we go, you know, to, to let's each individual, if you'll purpose in your heart to make it your habit to praise Him, to worship Him, and, and I tell you, the things of God, the, the, the truth of the Word will become more real to you. The presence of God will become more real to you. Your relationship with Him will grow and and just intimacy and value to you. And I encourage you to, to make it your purpose to do this, but also do this. And when we're together, this is this will just be help to you. If you need to unlearn some habits of maybe, you realize when we're worshiping God, we're praising Him, we have a leader, someone who's leading, Michelle's singing, she's leading. But you realize that, that they're just pointing the direction so that we can also go the same direction and offer the same with our hearts. What sometimes happens, and I've noticed a lot of times we, we, we get used to, we'll sing with the singer or the leader is singing, but then we're kind of looking to them for what's next. You know, sometimes it's, and oftentimes, most times, unless whoever's leading then takes us a different direction, it's, it's appropriate and right to not just get into the stage of looking around or I'm not being critical, you understand, but looking around or see what everybody else is doing or looking for what's next. Oftentimes the next is just you out of your own heart, just worshiping and honoring him. Sometimes we don't go as a congregation as far as we could is because oh, as time goes on, more and more people start disconnecting and wondering what's next. You know, because it's not normal flesh-wise to, to do this. It's not normal. We don't walk around and worship people. We don't walk around and praise people. That's not what we do on a natural level. But as far as who we really are, spirit beings in union with Him, it is completely normal. And you just have to train yourself. It's part of training your flesh and renewing your mind and disciplining it to stay connected with your heart. Some of the, the, the most precious I like that scripture that the presence of God, it's pleasant. Some of the most pleasant times I've had with him were after an extended period of time of just waiting on him. Not wondering what's next, this is the next. There's nothing else better than this. I'm just going to take whatever time that the Lord lets me take. You know, that attitude is different. It's not as much as I have to, but it's as much as the Lord will allow me until he moves me on to something else. Like I said, he's not necessary. He doesn't need our praise and our worship to know, to reaffirm himself. He knows who he is. He's looking for your heart. He's looking for those who will offer their heart to him, right? And so he'll move you on to something else, but make sure you spend whatever time that's needed at the moment to satisfy your heart and to offer the thanksgiving praise and worship to him that, that, that he deserves and that our life requires us to give to him. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, don't get, I just encourage you, you know, if you're in the habit of kind of letting, singing along when they're singing, but then kind of waiting for the next thing, discipline that to start locating your own heart, offer your own praise, offer your own worship, offer your own thanksgiving. It's going to require you to think. 
about what he's done. Think about who he is. Think about how worthy he is, right? But discipline yourself. Learn how to do that. It's one of the greatest lessons I ever learned in my, in my walk with God was how to, this here was one of the greatest lessons I ever learned is how just to ignore everything, you know, and just when it's appropriate, just give him my attention and express it. Sometimes this is nothing more than I love you. You're worthy, you know, but let it come from your heart. You understand what I'm saying about being wondering what's next and kind of what are we doing? What, okay, where, what are we going to do next? Sometimes this is the next, right? This is the next. This is the best thing going. So praise God. God's good. We're going somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is worthy of our thanksgiving, our praise, and our worship. Amen. Hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.